When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sure, the Cowboys need a linebacker. They probably need a defensive tackle. They probably need multiple players at those positions. But there are also other two positions that are high-pressing needs for Dallas that are being overlooked by Cowboys fans. Let's get to it. Here we go. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, do me a favor and hit the like button for me if you enjoy the show. Welcome everyone on a Thursday night. It is a great night to talk some Cowboys football and specifically I want to talk a little bit about the offseason just as we get ready for free agency and the combine and the NFL draft season and everything. I know those have basically commenced in the world of Cowboys discussion and all that but I wanted I wanted to do a show on ranking the team's needs right ahead of the 2024 offseason. Now, we might get to that uh, maybe next week, right, when we are back here on primetime. However, I did want to discuss a little bit just the vibes of this offseason because I think we might be getting this offseason a little bit wrong and sideways because here's, here's a narrative so far. The Cowboys are claiming they're going all in. And naturally, Cowboys Nation is skeptical. They should be after all these years of not building it the right way. Uh, maybe drafting good, drafting very well in, in, in April, but not being aggressive enough in March. And it's not even that they should go out there and sign the number one free agent in the market. Is that they should try to get some veteran players to get this usually talented and young team over the top, right? Trying to get them over the hump. And it seems like since the Cowboys have won 12 games in three consecutive years, we're in a position where we think that going all in is just about adding those two top free agents and maybe pulling off a trade and getting to September and just being a better team thanks to that. Uh, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of... We've talked about Patrick Quinn this offseason already, right? It's not even March, but we've already talked about the top linebacker, arguably, in free agency this year. And we've talked about Jordan Brooks from the Seahawks, uh, Frank Lubu from the Carolina Panthers. We've talked about those guys because we view them as players that if they get them here, right, if they feel the linebacker need with such a top player, they, th that's that's the game changer, right? And, and obviously, we know they need multiple of those. But I look at other positions now, and I'm starting to get nervous about some other situations going around the Cowboys roster because everyone knows about the need for a linebacker. 
I think by now everyone is on the same page regarding the defensive tackle position. And we got a question like, sure, they asked Massa Smith to drop weight, but like, is he going to be good if he just regains it? Because we don't know. You never know with a, with a rookie, even if it's a first-round prospect, and even less so if he is drafted in the late 20s. We just don't know who Massey Smith is going to be. And we know that Dallas needs to get better at defensive line, especially as a new defensive coordinator is coming to town that is looking for those more traditional type defensive linemen and is looking to play some more regular traditional defensive fronts and coverages and you know all that. So I look at it from that point of view and I'm like, are we getting it wrong? Are we getting the whole all-in discourse wrong? In the sense that it's just not going to be as as easy as it seems, even if they are willing to really open up the wallet. Because that's point one, right? And that's the point that we have discussed so far. We have discussed if the Cowboys are going to be willing to open up the wallet. But what we should also be discussing is just how easy it's going to be. And I thought of two positions specifically to dive into today that make it seem, in my opinion, in my view, are a lot harder and a lot worse than what we think. The first one, and I'm going to get into the comments here in a little bit, uh, but the first one is offensive line. We know it's a, it's a team need. We know the Cowboys might be looking for an upgrade at center. We know they should look for a, a little bit more depth at tackle. We know, uh, you know, they could also use an upgrade for basically their interior offensive line depth and all that. We know about all that, but I believe we have not talked enough about the fact that Tyron Smith is not gonna be as easy to sign back for 2024. Now, I understand what people are saying about. Tyron Smith, it's the same old, same old discourse. And I'm not going to say that it is totally unfair. Tyron Smith is in a position where he doesn't deserve top money, top of the market type money, because he has a long, long injury history. Plus, he is well past his prime, right? From an age perspective. But let's look at his resume for the 2024 season or the 2023 season, excuse me, Without talking about his name. This is a player that was second team all pro in the NFL. It's also a player who was among the league leaders in pressure allowed, pressures allowed, a pressure rate allowed. He was among the league leaders and in fact fourth in the NFL in being left on an island. Basically, the offensive line not sliding his way, according to Arjun Menon here from Twitter. And he does a fantastic job putting together some heavy analytics type tweets. Uh, and he tweeted out the offensive tackles that were left on an island the most often in 2023. And Tyron Smith was number four in that list 70.7% of the time. Over seven out of 10 plays, Tyron Smith was trusted by the Cowboys to just handle business on his own. We're not sliding towards you, number 77. You're just taking care of business, and we'll help out the right tackle, right? We'll help out Trent Steele. We'll help out uh, with the three technique. We'll do whatever we need offensive tackle-wise, uh, I mean offensive line-wise, but the left tackle is going to be working alone regardless of who he's going up against because 
Tyron Smith saw a lot of one-on-one reps, even against the top edge rushers of the NFL. Now, I bring all of this up because I feel like, given his recent history with the Cowboys, Cowboys Nation might be thinking about Tyron Smith as a two-option or or like a a multiple-choice question where the two answers are A, Tyron Smith retires, which, by the way, we know, or at least it's been reported that he's not going to do, right? Per Clarence Hill, he talked to Tyron Smith's agent and told 105.3 the fan uh, a couple of weeks ago or three weeks ago. I'm not sure that he's not retiring. But anyways, a lot of Cowboys fans view it as, A, either Tyron retires and hangs it up and heads to the Hall of Fame, or B, he comes back to the Cowboys in once again, uh, heavy incentive type deal. And I don't think that is the case, man. I think that Tyron Smith played himself into a position where he's got some leverage and it's not going to be a deal where he's going to get a million dollars every 5% of the snaps that he plays. I don't think it's going to get to that. I think the Cowboys, man, are going to have to really compete with the market to get Tyron back for the 2024 NFL season. Because if you look at his contract projections, right? ADC Sports projected him for a two-year deal, $25 million, an average of 12.5 and 15 million guaranteed, which means basically that after year one of that deal, you could realistically get rid of him. But Pro Football Focus projected him for a one-year deal, $10 million contract, but PFF actually lists him as the top offensive line free agent in the NFL this offseason. Now, think of teams that are out there, like the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been mentioned a whole lot this offseason already. And people are like, hey, you know what? The Chiefs need a left tackle. And the Chiefs are, are, are a franchise that are going to have a very strong incentive that it's not anything to do with the financials, right? The Chiefs are going to offer you, hey, we've got a chance at giving you a Super Bowl ring. And that is something that the Cowboys cannot match. Sure, they can be contenders, but they don't have Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback for them. And it's something that the other 31 NFL teams cannot match, right? You could argue maybe the San Francisco 49ers and not because of the QB, just because of the way that their roster is set up. But like the Chiefs could be extremely interested in somebody like uh, like uh, Tyron Smith. Now, what if Teron Armstrong from the Miami Dolphins retires, right? They're also going to need a left tackle, and they also should be considered uh, a top contending team. Or what about a team that is not a contender? Like, I don't know, the New York Jets, the New Orleans. I mean, they're contenders, right? But they're I'm talking about like top, top contenders. Um Maybe like the New York Giants, the New Orleans Saints. There's going to be a lot of teams out there that could just look into Tyron Smith and be like, you know what? We're going to pay up. We are going to pay up for Tyron Smith. I think think you don't get him on an incentive-heavy deal. And if you do get him on an incentive-heavy deal, then it's got to be a high floor with a high ceiling, right? Like, say, $10 million, we're going to give it to you in salary or signing bonus or whatever. And then you're going to be able to make up to 
another $5 million through incentives, right? It's got to be set up in a different way because uh, Siren Smith played like a second-team All-Pro this year. And it's high time Cowboys Nation kind of admits to it. It's high time we stop looking at Tyron Smith like this guy that, sure, we'll give him a chance to stick around, right? I, I saw a tweet the other day. I don't remember uh, from who it was. And, and, and he didn't mean it in a wrong way at all. Uh, and it, it's not me knocking on the tweet. And I say that also because I don't know. I can't remember who tweeted it out. And I'm not trying to be a coward or something like that, not saying who, who tweeted that. Because I don't mean it in a bad way, but somebody said like, hey, you know what? Tyron Smith deserves to come back for another year. And I know it's not in a in a, in a a bad way or a slight towards Tyron Smith. But my whole thing is like, man, let him decide if he wants to come back first, right? Because he's going to have a market. He's absolutely going to. And all I'm saying is, man, the Cowboys are going to have to be willing to open up and pay up for, for Tyron Smith. And they should. If you're serious about going 20 about going all in in 2023, you should bring back a second team all pro left tackle when you've got additional question marks across the entire offensive line because that's another part of it, right? Say that Tyron Smith leaves for a free agency and say that hypothetically he signs with another team. Let's make it the Kansas City Chiefs just for fun. Then you've got a problem where you're like, okay, how do I go about filling the offensive line? I might still want to upgrade at center. I might I might be forced to pay Tyler Viadish, and I'm not saying that Tyler Viadish is necessarily bad, but he's a he's a he's in a position that you could significantly upgrade in if you're looking into that. But that's a question mark. Center is a question mark. Then if you kick out Tyler Smith to left tackle, you've got another big question mark as to who is playing guard. You could draft somebody, sure. But that guy might not get there, uh, whoever you do like. Or, you know, you might get somebody that is not exactly plug and play ready. So it's a, or you might get to 24th overall. And sure, you might like, I don't know, I'm going to give him a name, Troy Fautano a whole lot at 24th, and he's uh, available. But the 10th prospect on your board fell for whatever reason. And you cannot pass on the 10th overall prospect that you had on your board at 24th, but then you don't have a, a left guard if you go that route. And if you add a guard, right, uh, then you're passing on the top guy on your board. You know what I'm saying here? It's it's just a lot of question marks on your offensive line to the point where just letting Tyron Smith walk could really bring it down even further. So, yeah, man, this is just uh, me saying Tyron Smith should be brought back and, you know, not only should they uh, bring him back, but he might not be as easy to bring back as Cowboys fans think. I'm not saying they don't have a shot at it. I'm saying, and I'm saying he likely, he will likely be back, but expect it to be a very different deal than the one that Cowboys fans have in mind so far. Let's see, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Let me say hi very quickly. And I see the comments about them potentially not going all in. And I'm with you. I don't think they go all in. I, I don't think they go all in. But at the end of the day, they might they might get halfway there, right? They might get halfway there. Let's see here. Uh, 
Shout out to Mr. Uh, oh, man. Let me let me go to the top of the comments, man, because we've got a lot of people here on the show tonight. I appreciate you, as always. By the way, do me a favor and hit the like button for me if you enjoy the show. Shout out to Mark Aaron. We've got a Katharina in the chat. We've got Joe Gonzalez, Toxic Joey Vela, Toxic Tom. Uh, who else do we have around here? We've got Daniel and Jason Chavez. Shout out to Jason. He says, I am back. Yes, sir. And we are back on Facebook, too. So, Happy about that one. Uh, Isidro, shout out to you, sir. And by the way, Katharina, wishing you the best and always appreciate you tuning into the show. Uh, hope whatever you uh, are bringing up in the chat and I didn't have a, a full opportunity to read it, but hope everything's going well on your side of things. Uh, Roy Fletcher says 70% of Tyron is better than most. Try and keep him. That is true, man. That is exactly, uh, exactly right. People want to talk about the availability issues for Tyron Smith, that's a fair concern. That's all I'm saying. That's a fair concern. But if we are in a situation where we're talking about winning in 2024, whether or not they fulfill their all-in promise, which they're likely not going to fulfill, but hey, let's let's stick around for the ride and let's see if they end up surprising us. But even if, even if let's, let's take the all-in BS and, and toss it out the window for now. Right, the Cowboys are relatively gonna try to win in 2024. You don't get, you don't dismiss the second team old pro that easily at left tackle, one of the most valuable positions in football. You just don't. And if he misses five games, if you guarantee me that he's gonna miss five games again, like he did in 2023, I'll take that deal. Screw it. Like I'll take the second team old pro left tackle for 13 games. That shouldn't even be controversial. Shouldn't even be controversial. All I'm saying, man. Let's see, ladies and gentlemen. Double R says, Mo, happy birthday. Year older, just not taller. This is Double R, man. Damn it. <laughs> Shout out to you, Double R. Thank you for keeping the happy birthday troll uh, alive, man. That's That's been one of the, that's absolutely the longest standing running gag here on primetime and some people still fall for it uh here on the chat and, and then also um uh, at work man tyler shout out to tyler browning who invented that uh he still gets people in the slack over at at adz sports consistently it, it's funny man it's funny but anyways ladies and gentlemen let's move on here a little bit and, and let's get to uh the other position that i've been thinking about and that is cornerback man oh man not a lot of people bring up cornerback when you're talking about the top needs and i don't blame them a lot of nfl teams and i'm like i mean potentially over half hell easily over half of the nfl teams wish they had trayvon Diggs, dayron bland and then the possibility of re-signing Stephon Gilmore, right? That is a good, very good starting trio of cornerbacks. And then you can also add Jordan Lewis to the mix a little bit there, who is not going to be seen as a top free agent or anything like that, but still somebody that at least started at a very decent level uh, and got better as the season went on too. Because at the end of 2023, man, Jordan Lewis was balling out. And he is somebody that I would love to see back in Dallas. Now, I'm not sure exactly what Mike Zimmer is going to look for at, at the nickelback position, but assuming, like, 
let's assume here for a second that they do bring back uh, Stephon Gilmore, then De'Ron Bland would be your starting nickel. And if you talk about Jordan Lewis as the backup nickel, it sure does not sound bad at all, uh, knowing what he's done for Dallas in the last uh, few years. Now, speaking of Gilmore, he's, a, he's the biggest piece of the equation here. He's the biggest question. Because Gilmore is not going to be top of the market earner, but he's also he's also not going to be a cheap player to bring back. He's likely going to make more than he made in 2023 because he played at a very high level. He banged up. He, he was banged up in the playoffs, unfortunately, right? Hurt shoulder, uh, which seems to have led the Cowboys to play a lot of zone coverage. But Stephon Gilmore played at a high level. And this clip from 2023 has resurfaced on Twitter. Brandon Laurie from Blogging the Boys actually brought this one up to the internet space once again. This is Mike Zimmer talking about the Cowboys cornerbacks. Let me play it for you very quickly and just listen to what he says about Gilmore and tell me that he does not want Gilly to be back on the roster for 2024. Let's take a listen here very quickly. Stephon Gilmore uh, going from the Colts to the Cowboys uh, to uh, partner up now with Trayvon Diggs, uh, who's been one of the the more exciting players, I think both ways <laughs> in the yeah. NFL since he since he hit the bricks. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, I, I worked out Gilmore or I went to the workout when he was came come out of South Carolina. I loved him. You know, he's long, uh, yeah. good in and out of breaks. Uh, you know, it's, he's been, to, I think, three times all pro or something like that. Um, so I, I liked him a lot anyway. And he's he's got great acceleration. Um, he's a tough, competitive guy. Very good again in the press. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then you look at, at Diggs and Dig, Diggs has um there you go. It's not it's not a, a, like a total speech on on Stefan Gilmore, but still seems like Simmer would be into the idea of bringing him back for 2024. Now, I do think there's a misconception here very quickly. I'm just going to bring that up. Uh the reaper here says, "People learned how to play Gilmore. Just do crossing routes and you beat him." I would have to review the numbers, but I don't think like the film would back that up. For two reasons, specifically. If you see Gilmore being beaten by like a Tyreek Hill type player on a crossing route, like sure, he's going to beat you in a crossing route. But also, we've talked and, and, and we've talked a lot about the Cowboys playing man coverage at a league leading rate. Crossers are, you know, known to be man beaters. Like crossing routes have always been man beaters. Can the Dallas Cowboys maybe find answers to that now that they have a more multiple coach leading the defense? And I've said this before. Overall, it's going to be tough to ask Mike Zimmer to be Dan Quinn, like when you look at the global numbers at the end of the season. But you can expect them to improve in, in, several, uh, in several areas. And I think this is going to be one of them, like just not being dependent on one specific scheme that has the Cowboys playing man coverage at the highest rate in the league. I would still expect a large amount of, of man coverage because the Cowboys just have the corners to do it, right? That that comes with the territory of having Trevon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore playing corner out there. And I know Trevon was not playing in 2023, but 
looking ahead at 2024, you're going to see man coverage. You should play man coverage because it allows you to do a lot of other stuff uh, as well. But um, I, I don't think that will hold up in court. Like, oh, how NFL teams found a, a, the way to just nullify Stephon Gilmore. I don't think that will hold up in court because I, I do think even late in the season, he was he was still playing at a very high level. Is his strength going to be matching up against speed receivers? No. And I don't think the Cowboys even thought about it that way because he, when the Cowboys played Devontae Smith, for example, you saw Stephon Gilmore take A.J. Brown for the most part, didn't you? What about the Seahawks game? Do you remember the Seahawks game? D.K. Metcalf uh, beating De'Ron Bland and then the Cowboys adjusting and putting Gilmore on, on D.K.? Like, that's the kind of impact that Gilmore can still have. And if it's Trayvon on the other side, like, it it will likely get better provided that Trayvon Diggs comes back right uh, from his ACL injury, which is still crazy. It is still crazy to think. Uh, it is still crazy to think that, uh, you know, Trayvon Diggs got injured in a, in a Thursday practice. It still pisses me off. But... I still believe, having said all of this, that considering, you know, Gilmore's age and, you know, he stayed healthy for for most of the 2023-2024 season, uh, but you just got to factor that in and you got to factor in the fact that you you just don't know exactly how Trevon Dix is going to come back from injury and you've seen recent examples of players that just don't come back the right way or the same way as the season before. You got to wonder about the importance of having the right cornerback for. And you just don't know if you're going to bring back both Gilmore and Jordan Lewis. If you're trying to build a, a or make a concentrated effort to win in 2024, whether we're using the all-in label or not, you might be trying to bring back both of these guys, which is also not going to be uh, super easy to do because Gilmore is going to ask for a very decent amount of money, in my opinion. And then after that, you're basically betting on who? Nashawn Wright, maybe? And Eric Scott Jr., who didn't play a game in 2023? And I understand he was a six-round pick. And I and even though they traded up for him, it doesn't change the fact that he was a six-round pick. So I understand him not making an impact in year one. But I, it's difficult to go into the offseason being like, with a new defensive coordinator, by the way, being like, oh, sure, Eric Scott is going to be the perfect number four for us. Man, by the time you find out how he's actually playing in camp, it's going to be too late. So we're, we we got to be treating this defense as a defense that has Trevon Diggs, they've got De'Ron Bland, and you can stop counting for now because that's what they have right now, right? They still need to bring back Gilmore, and they still need to bring back uh, Jordan Lewis. We'll see what their priorities look like in that area, but I'm not that comfortable with the cornerback position going into uh, free agency. I'll, I'll say that. Like, I think people are overlooking both of these needs. Uh, left tackle and, and, you know, the need to re-sign Tyron Smith and re-sign Stephon Gilmore. And basically, I think at the end of the day, what I'm saying is I think people are overlooking the fact that it's just not going to be as easy as automatically bringing back these guys if the Cowboys want to. I think the other sides will have a say because Gilmore knows he upped his value with a strong 2023 season, and so did Tyron in a perhaps even more drastic way.
Let's see what you guys have to say. And Toxic says, Mo, our fans love to anoint players who haven't played a down. Overshone, Basher, Gathers, Deuce, Vaughn. And this is one of the things that I brought up the other day, specifically regarding to Overshone, where I was like, man, <laughs> oh, man. I see all of these Cowboys fans being like, oh, man, the good thing is we're getting back Overshone next year. And I'm like, who is the Marvian Overshone? Because you don't know. And I don't know. I'm not claiming I do. But we, we don't know. And guess who doesn't know? The Dallas Cowboys. They also don't know. We'll find out. And boy, do I hope Overshone is who we thought he was. I hope August Overshone shows up in July again. I hope he shows up again. But I... Cannot go into March acting as if I know for a fact that he is still there. That that player either exists. And keep in mind, like we, we even that version of, of Overshone was playing in the preseason. He wasn't out there playing in September. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. It, it's even linebacker, you're building it from scratch. You're, you're not one linebacker away to filling your need at linebacker. <laughs> What are you, like two linebackers away? And and that's best case scenario? Because keep in mind, Mike Zimmer is probably not going to look at Marquise Bell and think, this man reminds me of Brian Urlacher. That's not going to be what pops into Mike Zimmer's mind. That is not going to be what he thinks when he sees a safety walking into the linebacker room. He's going to be like, Hey, man, you got the wrong room. By the way, I think it's so funny how Mike Seymour talks in press conferences. Like, he seems like the most wholesome man ever. And then you see the clips of him on game day, and it's like a totally different person. That was hilarious to me on the press conference. Uh, but yeah, man. Just want to say, just want to say that you're probably... <laughs> Toxic Tom might be closer to the reality here. I said, best case scenario, you're two linebackers away. Uh, Toxic says four. You're maybe four linebackers away. And I agree, man. You, I, I almost feel like the Patrick Queen signing, the Frank, the Frank Lubu signing, the, the Jordan Brooks signing. And I am past the point where I'm like, one of those moves will convince me that they're all in. I'm more in the, now I'm getting more into the territory of, if you don't sign one of those top linebackers, and I'm talking about one of those top three, four linebackers, not top 10, not, 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 not talking about Levante David here. I'm talking about Brooks, Lubu, Patrick Queen, like that bucket, maybe even of three players. And I know there's going to be more that I'm forgetting about. And I've got a lot of notes here on my notebook, uh, but I'm, it's, it's tough to find them sometimes. But if it's not one of them, like, you're, you're just not serious. Forget about us giving them credit for going all in if they get one of these guys. Like, I'm getting to the point where if you don't get one of those guys, then you're just not serious at this point. You, you got to bring one and perhaps even two of them and then draft somebody. Because, man, whoever they get in, in April, like, say they don't sign one of these top guys at linebacker, in March, and then they get to April, 
and they get somebody at 24th, like whoever you pick. Uh, you can pick Jeremiah Crowder if you like. You can get uh, Peyton Wilson. You can get whichever linebacker you prefer. You're just not going to convince me to buy into him. Because this linebacker class really like, lacks like that type that you just know, sorry, you just know for sure is going to hit in year one. And remember, we need year one players. We need year one players, which is why somebody asked me the other day, man, what is the top draft need for the Cowboys? If they ask you, what is the top need for the Cowboys? The correct answer is linebacker. That is a fact. But if they ask you, what is the top draft need for Dallas? It's not linebacker. Because if by April, the top need for the Cowboys is still linebacker, then we've lost the battle. Then the Cowboys did not do their job. This is something that's got to be taken care of in March, not April. And it's not a difference of one month. It's a difference of one eternity. Because you're not going to fix that with a rookie linebacker, man. You, you got to spend some money in March to make us feel good at, at that. Mark Aaron says, what position would you double deep in the draft up? This is Probably not a Cowboys answer or a 2024 Cowboys answer because I think it applies globally. But offensive line, I absolutely will double deep enough at offensive line uh, as much as I can if I'm an NFL team. And, and I, it applies to the Cowboys, of course, too. But offensive line, absolutely, that's my answer to that question, Mark. And as I said, man, it's probably not even a, a these years specifically or specifically to these Cowboys team answer just in general. Uh, but if I had to pick another one that is maybe more original, uh, I wouldn't dismiss the possibility of double dipping at uh, a tight end. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not, not tight end, man. Uh, running back. I, I was trolling you with the tight end thing. But running back. Like, say say you just don't pay Tony Pollard. Say you don't pay Tony Pollard. And you go into the NFL draft and you get somebody in day two and somebody in day three. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. Isidro says, Washington won't be a pushover in a couple of years. Our window for a championship is closing. Man, before I get out of here, man, this is this will be the last time that I will show you, but I got I to gotta get into a position where I can show you it. I don't know if you guys saw, and probably not, right? Because at, at this point, we're not keeping up with him as if he was with the Cowboys still. But Joe Witt Jr. had his introductory press conference for the, Cow for the Commanders uh, today. And, man, I got to tell you, I don't know if the, if the Commanders are doing it the right way. Because I've talked about this when the whole hiring cycle happened for them. And I told you guys that, hey, man, the whole Dan Quinn thing was very weird where they were, were gunning for Ben Johnson, didn't get Ben Johnson. Their second option was Mike McDonald, didn't get Mike McDonald. Then they were like, okay, we'll do Quinn, but let's call Bill Belichick before just to make sure that we want Dan Quinn. So I'm not sure what to make out of Dan Quinn stuff. But let me tell you something, man. I like that staff. Like objectively, I like that staff. I like Dan Quinn. I mean, Dan Quinn at head coach is the one part that maybe I don't love. But I love Cliff Kingsbury at offensive coordinator. I love them bringing Anthony Lean as running backs coach and running game coordinator after he's been touched and blessed by the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree in San Francisco over the last couple of years. 
And I like Joe Witt at defensive coordinator. But let me, hey, let's 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 give credit where credit is due. This was a cold moment from Joe Witt Jr. Gamble, why do you feel maybe you're ready for this now? <laughs> That's a funny question to me. Uh, I've been coaching in the league for 18 years. Okay, I see a lot of these young guys get opportunities years, years, years prior, and nobody really questioned them. You know, what I'm saying um, I've been ready. And Ooh, man, if I was a Commanders fan, and I'm so glad I'm not. I would be fired up by that 15-second clip. Like, I would be absolutely stoked. I've been ready. Man, ooh. I liked it. I immediately sent it to the Commander's channel for ADC Sports. <laughs> as a post idea. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight, today, and the week. I appreciate you so much, man, tuning into the show. As always, man, taking the time to listen to the show it has no price for me shout out to all of you hit the like button for me shout out to the facebook audience youtube audience twitter audience and the podcast audience as well glad to be back on facebook too by the way man shout out to all of you <laughs> toxic come on man. all right see you guys on sunday night have a great weekend thank you and bye-bye <laughs>